Jen and I decided that we were going to do our top shelf reads of 2023. We're going to have six top picks and then some honorary mentions. And then we've decided that book slash series count because we just couldn't pick. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. We read way too much for it to be able to pick one book out of a series. Like, I don't even yeah. know if I can do that on anything. Well, that's a lie. I could totally do that. I just don't want to. So I actually did pick for my top six a book in a series. And I'm going to probably, like, really upset some people. But it's totally fine. Those are the best kinds of conversations to have, though, yeah? Oh, absolutely. Okay, so should we do our do our honorary mentions first? Yeah, you want to work backwards? Yeah. Okay. Honoraries and then six, five, four, three, two, one. Yep, I like it. Not that I have them in any order, but I mean, they are kind of in order. I totally put them in order. Oh, okay. I did not. See? I was just like, eh, <laughs> let me just jot them down. So my first honorary mention is actually an author. I'm not sure if I'm going to pronounce her name right, but uh, Shabon Davis, S-I-O-B-H-A-N. She has three series. Two of them are interconnected. One's a spinoff. Um, the Sainthood series. And then one of their friends is the Dirty Crazy Bad duet. That I really liked new adult bully romance with some criminal organization tied in. There was just something about these two female characters and even the the harem, you know, their their harem, like I don't know, there's just something about her writing that just is like not not like that's obviously not hallmarky, but like because <laughs> you know they're like killing people and <laughs> there's a secret <laughs> maybe a hallmark channel had like a dark romance and genre societies. i just feel <laughs> i don't know so maybe like lifetime but romance <laughs> okay there we go yeah like the story flows really well there's action there's comedy there's drama like it's got like all the little pieces and you just read as these characters develop and grow. And then she also has this, for those who don't know, besides the dark romance, I love alien romances, monster romances. She has one, the Athelian series. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. A-L-I-N-T-H-I-A. I don't know. It's an alien romance, new adult, and it was great. So that's my first honorary mention. She, like, hit, like, a lot of checkboxes for me. I like it. So are we going to go back and forth? We probably... We, didn't we did. Didn't. Yeah, I figured we could just go back and forth. Okay. So, are you... Sorry, are you finished? Yes, I'm finished. <laughs> this is what, like, one full day without caffeine has done to me. <laughs> I stole your idea as you were talking. So I didn't honorary mention uh, Lucy Score. So if y'all, if for whatever reason, like this is your first episode of our podcast, first of all, welcome. Second of all, I am a light and fluffy reader, like contemporary romance reader most of the time. And Misty has slowly drugged me to the dark side over the last like 18 months. Um, <laughs> so just keep that in mind as we go through my list. So my honorary mention is Lucy Score. I've read 
so many of her books this year. And one of the things that I love about what she does is these are long contemporary romance books. They're typically topping at like 400 to 500 pages, which normally in contemporary romance, like that's too damn long. It's too much. Like what? But for whatever reason, it works for her. And I get to like stay in this super fun world for extra long and like feel all the good things. And the other thing that she does really well is typically it's a slow burn, but it's like a slow burn. And then it's like an inferno where I feel like so many slow burns are just like, oh, and then it's like, you know, okay, spice. But she's like, no, I'm going to make up for making you read 300 pages of no spice by giving you tons of fantastic spice in the last like 115, 200 pages. It's so good. And then just to point out a specific book, I read Rock Bottom Girl this year and it was like kind of inspirational for me, which was odd. Um, But it was very like, I don't know. I just, I really was inspired by the character to like do some things different in my own life and like go after my own things. Um, so that was really cool. I hadn't really had that happen in a contemporary romance. Oh, I love that. So if you had to recommend one Lucy score book, what would it be? Okay, so a good intro to her where you not dedicated like 400 pages is Maggie Moves On. It's so freaking funny. The spice starts a little earlier. And and it's still like a really good lovey-dovey story with good spice. And you're not spending you know, four or 500 pages on, on one couple. Okay. I think that's the one that you've been asking me to read. Yeah. Only for a year. <laughs> <laughs> that was my very first Lucy score book. And it's, it's just, it's funny. It has a great dog. He's hot. She's like this badass woman. Like it's just, it's just great. For those new listeners, if you're just reading this to hear what our top shelf reads are, I am the dark romance reader. I'm a mood reader. I'm an emotional reader. So you can tell me to read it and it'll sound fantastic and I'll put it on my shelf and it'll be like three years before I pick it up. Yeah. I sent her an entire series in hardback like almost two years ago and she still hasn't read it. Yeah, it's sitting on my shelf. I look at it all the time. I'm like, you know, Jen hasn't said anything about this, so it's okay. I'll just move on to the next one. That's fine. (laughs) Okay. So my second honorary mention is out of my wheelhouse. So while I like dark and paranormal romances, I normally do not like vampires, but K.A. Knight started a new series and I read A Court of Nightmares. And for those who don't know, K.A. Knight is the author of Den of Vipers, which was really good. Then she did the book Guns and Gangs or whatever, which is kind of set in the same world, which was, it wasn't bad. I enjoyed it. I read it a couple of times. Um, But I just wanted to see, like, how her evolution of writing (laughs) and, you know, what new avenues of storytelling she was taking. And so I jumped into A Court of Nightmares without really realizing that it was vampires at first. But once I realized it was vampires, I was like, ah, I'm already invested. And so I read it and it was actually really good. I was really surprised. She's turning it into a series. I think book two and three 
have dropped, or at least book two is and book three is coming soon. And it's actually a really interesting take on a supernatural paranormal. So I'm definitely going to be finishing the rest of the series because each court is a different set of monsters, creatures. So nightmares is vampires. Then she's, then there's a beast, which I'm assuming is shapeshifters. And then I can't remember what the other one is. So each one. And so you have these courts in this world for paranormals. And so it's pretty cool. That sounds good. Oh, yeah. And you would probably really like this one because they wear masks. (laughs) Wow. I didn't know if you want me to call you out on that or not. Sure. Just call me out like this. I mean, we're doing a kink episode. So, like, I guess it'll probably be out eventually. Okay. So that is my second honorary mention. Okay. Okay. So my next honorary mention is okay we're gonna do we're gonna do this one so i loved the kiss quotient by helen huang i almost put it in my top six for the year but when i was kind of looking at my list i went ahead and made it an honorary mention first of all the mm-hmm. spice it's so good was so good and I was shocked. Now, not not because of the um, type of characters. And if you all aren't familiar, the main female character is autistic. And, and one of my best friends in the whole world is um, also autistic. And she was telling me, like, these books are a really good representation of, like, how I feel or, like, how I, I navigate the world, that kind of thing. And her and I have been best friends since we were 14 and 15, I think. So, um, so to kind of get that insight for her was really cool. And to know, at least from her perspective, that it was accurate was really cool. But then like, I remember messaging her. I was like, girl, the spice in this is like phenomenal. And I was like, I'm so shocked. And she's like, why? And I was like, I don't, I just, I didn't realize that Helen Huang was like a spicy reader. I thought she was more like an Abby Jimenez where it's um, not quite fade to black, but like not detailed. Pleasantly surprised. And the story was so sweet. So sweet. Like just my heartstrings were pulled all over the place. It was so good. The entire series, like all three books were really good, but that one was my favorite by far. I second that. I love the kiss quotient, and that's saying something. Yeah, that is temporary. It is so. I own the physical book, and I own the audio because the audio is great. It is. It's so good. So good. My next honorary mention is a book recommended by Jen, the lovely and amazing co-host, "Ranger" by Dr. Rebecca Sharp. I put it as an honorary mention. Oh my god, that's my (laughs) honorary mention. I love this so much. So for those who don't know, we love Criminal Minds and Dr. Spencer Reed. They did him wrong. We love him. Oh, super. That's just something about the nerdy dudes that are just so cute. And so somehow Mm -hmm. we had both stumbled across this book, but you read it long before I did. And then you're like, Misty, you have to read it. And I'm like, Jen, I have to read books in order. And I don't really want to read the first three. (laughs) So she convinced me to just read book four, and and I did, and it was great. Sorry. 
No, go ahead. This is your honorary mention. <laughs> oh, I feel like we can tag team. <laughs> no, I'll tag team him with you. <laughs> I just, I thought it was super cute. I felt like the spice was really good. You know, it's not, it's not obviously Spencer Reed, but I feel like he did a really great representation of a character like him and finally getting his happily ever after. It was just yeah. super cute. I enjoyed it. It it really was. I loved, I feel like for, because it's not a very long book. I want to say it's a little over 300 pages or maybe right under 300 pages. But I feel like he himself had a ton of character development in that book. Now, granted, I, I think I read the first one. I couldn't get through the previous three. And that's why I really pushed you to like, just skip them. Like, just go read book four. And uh, you see him a bit, but like really all of his character development is in book, is in his book. And I feel like she did a really good job of him like standing up for himself, like coming into his own while he's played a certain role in his family for so many years. And uh, it was just, I don't know. I feel like she navigated the trauma really well in that book with him. I feel like, you know, he got to, he got to like physically be a hero, even though he had emotionally in my opinion, mentally been the hero in his family for so many years, but then he got to show it to his family. And I just thought that was, she just navigated that whole situation so well. And, um, and then what did she call it? Fact fucking? Was that what it was in that book? Where he was like, I don't remember, but that sounds about close. Okay, because like, how in the hell do you read a book where someone is spitting like, <laughs> facts to you? And it's a turn on, but it was, I'm sitting here like, this is so good. And he's just yeah. giving me facts. <laughs> like, what? I think yeah, I mean, just I think it's one of phenomenal. those things of like mind over matter and like sensory. So like, if you were to like grab my arm, you know, it wouldn't necessarily trigger those feelings. But like, if some guy, you know, did the same thing, and I was like, woohoo, right, all tingly, you know, yeah. So I think I think I think it's that. I think it's also environment. But yeah, no, it was super cute. Okay, so my last honorary mention is the Haiti series by Tate James. We read the Madison Kate and then I went down a rabbit hole and I read the Hades. I don't even think it's called the Haiti series. I don't know. It's the seventh circle. What it's Hades. And then I read the Kit Davenport series. And the Kit Davenport series would have been on here if it wasn't so damn long. It did not need to be like eight books. It could have been like five, Mm. but anyways, so I picked the Haiti series because I really enjoyed it. I was mildly shocked by a couple of things, and I don't get mildly shocked very often Yeah, um, when it comes to reading books. So the fact that it did do that a couple of times, even though I called some things out, um, I really like that the main female character, we have one of these issues with books is when the female characters give in too quickly for forgiveness, and she does not. Like, mm-hmm. she's like, I acknowledge it. I understand, but you're not easily forgiven. And so that is always a plus for me. Yeah, same. Uh, it was four books. It was really great. I think maybe it could have been three books, but I still feel like she did the storyline really great over four. I don't think it needed to be longer than four. Yeah. But yeah, 
I really, I really, out of all the Kate Davin, Kate Davenport, the Tate James books that I read, <laughs> uh, that one really stuck out to me more. If I had to, if I had to rank them, I would do the Hades series, then the Kate Davenport, then the Madison Kate. I don't know if I helped you or not, but yeah, that's my last honorary mention. Oh, okay. Wait, I thought you had like six honorary mentions. Yeah, but Shabon Davis was three of those. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, okay. That's okay if you have more. I can throw. We can do all of yours. Who knows? Maybe it'll trigger something in mine. Okay, so let's see. All right, so we already talked about this one. I should have put them in order. Oh, I've already done this one. Okay, so my next honorary mention is The Sinner's Duet by Sophie Lark. (laughs) I was kind of surprised that this ended up being on my list, but as I was reviewing all the books I read this year, which I think your number's probably about doubled mine, but mine's like sitting at 110 currently. Oh, shut up. (laughs) I tried not to say (laughs) nothing or make a face. I'm sorry. That was really rude. That was so rude. Listen. I'm sorry. <laughs> Listen, you need the shirt that my sister gave me that says, if my mouth doesn't say it, my face definitely will. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> Not all of us can be little Miss Speed readers. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I love you, Jen. I'm sorry. That was really not appropriate. Oh, no, you're fine. And I love you, too. Um, So I I just I really liked this duet. But I think it's because like the second book was so much of their story and their romance. And like you still had the dark elements, but it wasn't the focus, I guess. I feel like their relationship progressed really well. And um I don't know. I just, I've thought about it a lot. And it's probably one of the couple of duets, series, whatever you want to call them, that I would reread from season one. Okay. I could be down with that. Do you have any more honorary mentions? I have two more. All right. So the other one is Love Light Farm series by BK Borison. These I read after the um, Addicted to Pain and Addicted to Ruin. And I needed that, like, Christmassy, Hallmark, feel-good, like, let's refresh the palette because I have been in a very dark place for so many days. <laughs> and Love Light Farms was perfect. Like, it was everything I wanted in just that really, like, almost hurt your teeth, sweet, you know, like, series, books, whatever. Um, all three books were great. The first, the the first one and the third one are currently my favorites, and then the fourth one comes out, um, I think, sometime in the spring. But it was a really, really sweet series, and I really loved the characters. And one of the characters, his name's Bennett, and he keeps rescuing animals and like pushing them off on the friends that all run the farm, and it's the cutest thing ever. Because he's like this 6'2", six, 6'3", six, bulky lumberjack guy. I love he's a like, good lumberjack. Look, I found a puppy. <laughs> but like, like he adopts an orphan duck. <laughs> it's just, I just, listen, y'all just, you need to go read it. 
if you like contemporary romance. And then my last honorary mention is, actually, let me double check. Okay, so this is the Lachlan Feuds by L. Madison and Robin D. Mall. Mail. It was for sale on Audible. It was all four books for one credit. It was under Rowan if you decide to read it. Um, I don't know if that's still going on. But it was a really good fantasy series. And the thing that I loved about this more than anything out of the entire series was he does something to really piss her off and like not quite betray her. But we'll just stick with really piss her off. And instead of, like you said, where they just like, it's fine. You know, we're supposed to be together. So we'll all just jump back in your bed. She shows up. Spoiler alert. Slaps him across the face and then ignores him for like two or three days. And I'm like, yes, please. Like It was so, it was so good. Everything he deserved. I love that. Okay. And that wraps up my. I know you guys have been talking about that. You guys have been talking about for that series for like all year and I haven't. It was really, really good. I really enjoyed it. Add it to the list of things I need to look. I had to stop with the with Bridge last night and all I dreamed about the, was those fucking papers last night. Like, So that's probably good. That, let me add that as my honorary mention, even though I haven't finished it, okay? Because I was dreaming about it last night. The Bridge Kingdom. I don't even know who the author is. I don't even know what these books are about. Danielle L. Benson. They're Jen's favorite series. Like, it's ever, in, my top in our five other period. book club. Yeah. And our other book club is reading it. And she mentioned them like two years ago to me too. So I'm finally reading it. And like, oh my God, like, yeah, I'm going to. And the crazy thing is like, y'all know I am a spicy reader. Like I like my spice. I enjoy my spice, all ranges of spice. And there's very, very little Mm -hmm. to no spice in those books. And it's still in my top five reads of all time. I can see why. I I can see why. But yeah, it was a little too much. I cannot wait to have an episode about it. It's coming. So many spoilers in this episode for future episodes. I know. We're going to have to put a disclaimer (laughs) in here. Okay, so our top six reads of 2023. We're going from six to up, right? I. Oh, I might have to change my order. So coming in at number six for me is going to be Fourth Ring by Rebecca Yaros. Wow. Six? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, you know what? Hold on. <laughs> I might wait. Let me. You do your six and let me like reorganize mine because <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's pretty accurate if I'm looking. Oh, no, I lied. I'm going to stick with it. That's going to be my, that's that's my number six. My number six is going to be the fourth okay. wing. And I'm going to say that preference that there are only three books on here that aren't series and the other three are series. And the fact that I devoured the other books in the series 
and I still have not read Iron Ooh. Flame, even though it's like sitting on my shelf right here. Okay. I'm going to keep it as six. Obviously, dragons. Hello. Fair. I mean, that, right. that should enough said, right? Yeah. And those are the best written dragons I've ever read for me. Okay. I'd have to think. I haven't. As dragons is not as shapeshifters, I agree 100%. Yeah. I will I will agree with that statement. Okay. So that's my number six. Your number six? Okay. Uh, my number six, and I think it will probably surprise you, is The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue by V.E. Schwab. I love that book. <laughs> I uh, I am surprised that's in your top I, when I was Again, I thought you would be. I struggled with how I felt after this book, but I feel like that's what makes this book so great. I enjoy books that surprise me and make me, you know, think. And not only do you have like this really sweet love story that is also very sad, but you get like this really cool glimpse at like different historical periods, like through a woman's perspective. And you get to see how her character develops and even like Death's character develop. Like, I, I don't know. It was, it was... Everything I didn't know I would want in a book and really, really enjoyed. Even if it took me like, took me a minute to get into it and it made me like question everything at the end. But like, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't put it down. So yeah, number six for me. I'm so glad. Okay. So my number five is the Still Demons MC series by Crystal Ash. It's an MC, for those who don't know, is Motorcycle Club. It's kind of a dystopian doomsday. It's the end of the world. But they end up, and there's some mythology mixed in there because there are some Greek gods. Is it Greek gods? It's some gods that bestow powers upon them to beat the evil god who is the reason why it's doomsday apocalyptic. It was actually really good. Reverse harem. Like I got sucked into that series super quick. And like, I was immersed in this world for like a week reading all these books and it was just great. And then I was like, wait, that's it. There's no more. And it's like 10 books, I think. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> And it was so great. I loved how they, they wove this world of the MC with it being, you know, post-apocalyptic and they don't have to follow you know the standard rules because of this you know like apparently like women couldn't be doctors now you know because there's such a low number but she's like no i went to medical school so she's like running around the new america i don't remember what they call call it trying to help people and heal people and and then they're bestowed this and there's really good battles and like I love when mythology is mixed into things and you like, there's just, mm -hmm. I've always loved yeah. any kind of mythology. And so I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting them to be like shapeshifters or like, you know, druids or witches or whatever, but no, they have this thing. That's what's helping them. And obviously once the war's over, I think they, the gods take back their powers or whatever. So it's not like something that they live with forever. It's just 
during this war before, you know, the world is destroyed completely. Uh, but yeah, I really, and that, it has just stuck with me ever since I read it. I read it, I think earlier this year and I just, I always come back to, oh, wasn't that really great how they did that? You know? And honestly, (laughs) I think that is the only MC I read this year. I'd have to double check, but it was so good. And so like every time I, not that I don't have a whole bunch on my list, but every time I think about picking up one, I was like, I just don't know if it would be as good as this, even though it's not the same parameters. Right. I'm pretty sure that's the only MC, fully series MC that I read from start to finish. But yeah, so that would be my number five. I like it. Okay, so my my number five is going to be controversial. And that's totally okay. So my number five is Tower of Dawn by Sarah J. Moss. (laughs) (laughs) And I know you're going to hate this pick, and I am totally fine with that. I read the, so I, I started Throne of Glass at the tail end of 22, finished it at the top of 23, and it's not a series I find, my, I would probably ever find myself rereading. I'd probably reread Tower of Dawn, though. But again, it goes back, like, you have two incredible love stories that are happening in this book, and like, I loved Kale. From book one, like there was never a point in his development that I didn't like him. I don't care what anybody says. You can say whatever you want about him. He is a sweet little baby and I love (laughs) him so much. (laughs) So I know there were so many people that hate this book. And I do feel like SJM really did this series, her readers and like Kale's story dirty by putting this book where it was because I feel like when you end Empire of Storms in this awful cliffhanger and then you have an entire book that doesn't even touch on your main person so like I completely empathize with those people that read it in real time and didn't get the instant gratification or like relief of figuring out where you know your main female character was at an entire book but when I read it, I was doing the um, tandem read and I did a different version of the tandem read. I did a shorter version, but it it worked beautifully. And I just, I loved everything about Tower of Dawn. I know you have nothing nice to say, Misty. I'm so happy you enjoyed that book. I'm glad that it made your list. <laughs> that was so sweet of you. I'm trying. (laughs) So my number four is, I can't even read my own handwriting. I want to say it's Deals with Demon series by Stasia Stark. This was the series that I. Oh, I like that name. Yeah, it's really pretty. This was the series. Remember when I was in the book funk and I couldn't find anything and I was just reading garbage after garbage. This is the series that pulled me out. It's an urban fantasy. It's demons. I can't remember if there's angels or not. Supernatural hunters, witches, like shapeshifters, fae, like all of the things. It it was phenomenal. I loved it. She's a bounty hunter. She gets pulled in to to do this deal with the main demon of their area or city or the United States or whatever. But she's also like secretly trying to do like an undercover mission for herself and she gets caught and so she's bound and 
It was just great. I loved everything about this. I loved all the characters, the war, the outcome. Like, yeah, this pulled me out of a funk and I enjoyed it. And it has stayed with me ever since I would reread the series. I would own them too, but I don't really like people on my cover. The covers aren't too bad, but maybe one day. Yeah, I'm not a people cover person either. It just has, it just depends. Jay Breeze books, totally off topic. The people on her cover, I'm am I okay with? Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But yeah. I just love that this, the Deals with Demons series pulled in all of these supernatural elements and that it was urban fantasy. And so humans knew about it. And like, again, you know, the mythology of with the Fae and like the Seely, like it was just. She wrote it really well for having all of these characters and different, I don't know, species, creatures, whatever you want to call them, and have them, like, come together and rally. Mm-hmm. Like, it was really great. I enjoyed it. So, yeah, that's my number four. I love it. So, my number four is the Faye Isles series by Lisette Marshall. So... This was a book chosen, the first book, A Court of Blood and Bindings, was um, the fur or the book from one of our book clubs this year. And I, I, just to set the scene, I read book one and two. One of the gals in our book club said that book three ended on, ended on a crazy cliffhanger. So I didn't want to go into that knowing book four wasn't ready. So I, had like two weeks between book two and three and I couldn't stop thinking about it like what you were saying about Bridge King like I dreamed about these books I thought about the characters all the time and so I went back and read book three and the fourth book comes out in April and it's it is the first fantasy series that has Akatar vibes and actually measures up. And that's like, Akatar is my favorite series, period. And I know that's very basic of me, but that's fine. This series is, is it's, it's different. The main male character is mute. And I really loved that aspect of it. Like you get, she writes it so well. Like she just... I, I can't explain it. It is, I have been looking on her Instagram page for an update for the fourth book every single day, ever since I finished book three. And it's just, it's, it's so good. That one doesn't surprise me that it's on your list. Yeah, I know. Well, I've, I can't stop talking about it. So you've got to listen to me talk about it for like That's okay. One day now. I'll finish book one, probably when book four comes out, and then I'll read the series. Probably. I'm still, I still haven't. Every once That's in a fair. while, I pick up a book one and I read like a couple of chapters and then I put it back down. I'll yeah. finish it one day. Okay. So my number three <laughs> is the Throne of Glass series. <laughs> That's why I didn't say anything mean because that was your space to shine. So we read this for our, our book club. And so I read... All of these books in a week, my brain was completely, I was like listening to them at work during the day and then 
reading the physical books that I got from the library at home. So like my, I was in this world and she was amazing. I loved the main female character. I absolutely hate book six because (laughs) that could have been a novella. We did not need like 700 million pages of that bullshit. So I'm the complete opposite of Jen. She just loves that Um, book and I love the rest of the series. This is why we Yeah, book six is Tower of Dawn. Yay. We like fit. We're like missing puzzle pieces. We are. So, but yeah, I just, I loved the assassin, especially if it's a female assassin and like her being strong and mm-hmm. independent. Yeah. And like, I, since you brought up Akatar, like, yeah. I read Akatar for the first time in the fall of 2022. So obviously, it cannot be on this list. The only reason why I read Sarah J. Moss was for book club and for the challenge that we were doing. But I just, yeah. I mean, that mic drop when spoilers. <laughs> when they're like why didn't you tell us what you were doing she's like i did i went and i wrote a letter and you know when they all like (laughs) i told you i was writing letters like little things like that throughout the whole series it was that's what makes me loved it so much you know obviously i have issues with like some of the ending and like other little things we're just gonna completely pretend like book six doesn't exist but yeah so throne of glass is for this year is my yeah. my number three read because it was just a great world to be in with the f- yeah. fucking phenomenal main female character if, after everything that she'd <laughs> gone through. Yeah, yeah. I don't disagree with any of that. I I I enjoyed yeah. Throne of Glass, but it was too it was too much emotional damage for me to like want to reread it again at this point. Okay, year three. Yeah, three. You're going to love this one. You want to guess what it is? It's a series. I'll give you a hint. Have we both read it? We have both read it. This was my first time reading it this year. I can't think of anything that we've read. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Know yourself. This thing sucks at pop quizzes. I'm just trying to think <laughs> what how many books are in the series? Six? Bonds that tie. No, I read it. I read that in 2022. Oh, damn. I got super excited. Five or yeah. six books I know. in a series that we read together this year. Well, we didn't read it. Well, we read it together, but it was not your first time reading it. I cannot believe you're not getting this. Is it Emerald Lakes? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I had to yeah. like go through like it's it's the end of the year. It's it's been a long year. We've read a lot. I had to like that's true. That's, that's why true. I asked how that's, what's that's the true. number of books I could. What is it like? Eliminate in the series? Yeah, eliminate oh, in my oh, brain because oh, oh. we could have been here all day. Me trying to name all of them. That's true. That's true. Oh, I love. Uh, yeah, I. I loved this series. I loved the character. I loved the plus size representation. I loved all of the men. All of them. I loved the magic system. I just, all the twists, just absolutely. The way the world developed. Like, there's not a single aspect of this book that I didn't absolutely just love. And I definitely want to own them. And... 
I will absolutely reread them at some point. I agree. Oh, yes. I wish I could put that on my <laughs> list, but I already read it. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a good one. All right. We're at the top. Two books. Yep. Of so my number two is probably going to be a shocker. Uh, completely random. Standalone. Never read anything by this author before. It's Midnight by April Jade. So I went through this phase where I was reading. Okay. This episode is going to have a lot of spoilers. I do not like the daddy kink. It is not my thing. Same. Especially for male, female. But I was going through this phase where I was reading, like, mafia, criminal organizations, whatever, like, MM, Little Kink. Um, and I found this book called Midnight by April Jade. And it's an MM Daddy Kink. Daddy Little Kink. What? <laughs> For some reason, the Daddy Kink does not bother me if it's two males. It only bothers me if it's a male and a female. Because I read... Interesting. Yeah. So I only wanted to read this book. It was like book five in this shared universe. Well, not shared universe. This shared series title from all of these authors called like Ruthless Daddies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I read like the first five or the four to get to this one. And then I was like, well, some of these were trash. Like two out of the three were trash. And I was like, oh. But I got to my book and it was great. And then I read like two others, but I didn't read them in order. And they were actually really good. He, so the, I don't know the terminal, the little, I guess, uh, you have the little and the daddy, uh, is a cyber person for like the mafia or mob or I don't know. And one okay. of the, the yeah. mob mafia dude, his main like killer, the little like stalks him is like, He's my daddy. He just doesn't know it. Okay, kind of vibe. And then, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he makes you know he makes sure everything's okay because he's like watching over him. Um, and it's obsessive stalking. <laughs> and so, no wonder you love it so much. Yes, it was greatness. Absolutely love it. I would have totally bought the book, but the cover has a male guy on it, which I just hate. I need them to give a different cover, and I would have that book on my shelf right now. But yeah, it was great. And then they meet and then the guy, the assassin dude doesn't realize that this little is like in love with him and like, you know, it's just super cute. I mean, totally dark, like whatever. But I, I loved it and it was great. And it's been like my favorite read of the year. That's why I was at my number two because I've read it like three times. It's just I, I remember you telling me about it. I'm missed that it was MM though. I'm mean, yeah. not that I I mean I've read some very good MM books, but I didn't realize that that one was an MM. Uh-huh. It's MM. It's just I don't know, it's funny. I love this the stock like he's like a true what a true stalker is supposed to do and feel and respond, okay? Right. <laughs> and it right. and I like the dynamic that it's not the dominant personality that's the stalker. It's the submissive personality that's the stalker and it's just yeah, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It was great. That's my number two. Awesome. So I don't have a number two. I have two number ones because there's no way I can choose. So do you want to say your number one or how do you want to? Do I'm pretty this? sure we have the same number one. Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we have the same number one. So then, let's keep the same number one, number one. And you, you name okay. the other one as your number 
to placeholder with my quotations. Okay. So then my number two placeholder is Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros. I loved it. I will reread this book multiple times. I just absolutely everything in it. The dragons are the best written like dragons I've ever read. Her like the fact that she's one of the things that I feel like this book did so well with their female main character. I feel like like you have this string of fantasy series books, whatever, where like we all wanted the stabby, strong female character, like stab first, ask questions later. And we have so many of those and it's not bad, but I feel like with this, she went for someone who is intellectual, who is insanely smart, who had to use her wit and cunning to win versus being a stabby person. And I feel like that's what set her, I feel like that's what set her apart from all of the other like main fantasy female main characters. And and what I loved most about her as a character. So I just, and like the snarky, grumpy, old dragon like he is one of my favorite characters and it's a fucking dragon like the way she wrote him do what i said because dragons are awesome yes i will yeah but like the way she wrote him is just perfection like perfection i agree fourth wing was really great and i loved i know this was my number six and i'm like telling off you i loved how she started the book because most fantasy, they they try to build the world or give you as much world building as they possibly can at the beginning of the book. And that could deter yeah. readers. It definitely deters me because I get bored very easily. But with this, the yeah. way that she wrote it, we learned about the world through little ticks and trips and like her intellectual knowledge of things as the story progressed. And she did it so yeah. phenomenally well. But in a way Mm -hmm. that it was relevant to whatever was happening in the plot at the time or a little foreshadowing for future. So, yeah, Yeah. it was it was great. I agree. Not my number two, but which is really sad considering it has dragons. But I don't know. I'm weird. Okay, so our number one pick of the year, (laughs) shall we say it at the same time? (laughs) Yes. Okay, on the count of one, two, three and then speak. Or one, two, and then okay, speak. Yeah. Now one, two, three, then speak. Okay. So one, two, three. Butcher, Butcher and Blackbird. By Bryn Weaver. 100%. Top read of the year. Yes. We have a whole episode about it. Yes. Like, go check it out. Just, it is the best legitimately dark romance book I've ever read. And Thanks. granted... I have a very small library of that, but it's so phenomenally well done. No, I agree with you 100%. It's one of the the best ones that I have read this year. It is. It's number one. That's why. It was just everything about it there were – I think we, like, had to be in our episode. Like, we had to find things that we didn't like just so we could say that there were yes. things. And it wasn't even – Yes. It was, it was nothing. Like – I don't. Yeah, it was greatness. The humor. I think, 
I think what made it so great is that it was so dark, but we laughed so much because it's a rom-com, serial killer rom-com. Is that what we're calling it? Uh, It's the first dark rom-com. Yeah. She made her own genre, truly. She made her own genre. Yeah. And that's not to say that we haven't read dark romances where we like snicker or like something happens, but like this is legit a comedy serial killer romance novel. Like- you know what I want to see this turn into? A TV show? No. No, I want this to be a Broadway play. <laughs> I think it would be, like, I think you could turn this into, like, a musical. True, like, honestly, and true, like, something, like, Tim Burton would do, but that's actually funny. That would be interesting. It would be perfect. Totally outside like, the norm. I feel like, like it, it would, would be such a great Broadway musical. It would. Who do we need to contact? <laughs> like, read this book. Make it. A- I don't know, Fred. <laughs> if you ever listen to this, what is the <laughs> what's the the Mandel person who did Hamilton? Oh, uh, Lynn, Lynn something Mandel, or um, I mean Sarah Bareilles is I feel like one of the most underrated singer songwriters of our. Oh generation. no, I love her. I'm well, I'm I should say, I have her first CD. I listened to her when she first came out. Like, I've listened to every single CD. She does Broadway? She's ever. She's, that's really, I, and I could be totally wrong here, but like, that's really where her career ended up going. Like, she wrote um, the music for uh, Waitress that was okay. recently on Broadway a couple of years ago. Uh, she does. She did an Apple TV series called um, Little Voice. Um, I heard of that. And then she's done some other things on on Broadway here in the last uh, couple few years, I think. But she's so incredibly talented, and her lyrical writing is just. Okay. I like that. That was a. I don't know that she could be dark enough for it, though. So there's that. We would need to find somebody that can like do the dark elements really really well along with the comedy i think that would be the hardest part yeah because the female is the grumpy and he's the sunshine yeah yeah i think it could be like you have to let's man let's manifest this for bryn weaver i mean it's selfishly for us but i mean we can manifest for her i like listen i will make that trip to new york happen i would probably be the only reason why i would go to new york i'll go with you we'll make it a trip Yes, please. So those are our top shelf reads of 2023. Do we want to maybe casually talk about some books we're looking forward to for next year, for 2024? Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I didn't prepare for that. So maybe you should go first. So, gosh. I'm trying to think what's coming out next year that I'm super excited. Oh, I know. Okay, Okay, hold on. I can make a really quick list because there are several books that I'm... Yeah. So, okay. So my first one is the amazing and wonderful Amo Jones is releasing the second generation to the Elite Kings. War and His Queen drops January 3rd. I've already hinted to my supervisor that I might need to take the day off because I don't know. (laughs) I could probably wait till I get off work, but I'm going to like devour this book and I either need to take the day to read and then like recuperate 
or I need to take the mm-hmm. day off after so I can recuperate after reading it because she says that they are way worse than the first generation and so much angst and darkness and oh I just best friend little sister like it's gonna be so good I can't wait so that's my first one that's my first one so my I'm gonna try to go in order of release but I don't have all the release dates but I know for a fact that the first one that I'm looking forward to is House of Flame and Shadow by SJM Sarah J Moss it's the third Crescent City book I'm getting ready to do my Crescent City reread, and I'm terrifyingly excited for book number three, and I have taken the day off. (laughs) (laughs) I'm petrified of what is about to happen. And it's also her biggest book. I think it's, am I making this up? Is it I don't know enough about her. It's something ridiculous. But yeah, that's the first one that I am looking forward to oh and just a little extra uh fun fact for y'all so my husband one of my christmas gifts was the hardback of crescent city one and when i took my paperback off the shelf and put my hardback in the he's like you already had this book i'm like yes (laughs) but now i can annotate this one and this one's my trophy and he's like you are very weird (laughs) thanks i appreciate that (laughs) i love that so much Yep, I'm so excited. Oh, I was totally wrong. Book three is 848 pages, so okay. not her biggest book. Which is her biggest book? Think Kingdom of Ash. It's over 900. Okay, so my next one is, and no, she'll be no surprise to anybody, Pirate Girls by Penelope Douglas. It is the second book in the Hellbent series, which is the second generation from the Fallaway series. I'm super excited. I st- okay. I'm going to be completely honest. I have not read Fall Boys and I won't read Pirate Girls. I will buy it and it'll go on my shelf and sit right here next to its other book in the series right there. But I'm waiting until all of them are released <laughs> before I read them because I am not. Pen is the one person. I feel like that should not count. Why? I'm super excited that it's coming out because it means I'm one step closer to getting all the books. Okay, no. Penn is the one author who I love that she takes her time to write the book because she's about quality and not quantity. And I respect and appreciate that. But I also don't want to wait two years in between reading a book. So I will still support her by buying the book and it will go on my shelf. But I probably will not read it until we're at least halfway through. Because she doesn't give release dates until she knows when it's going to be released because she doesn't like to give her readers false hope. So if I had all the release dates, maybe. But I'm just super excited for it because it means it's one step closer to the other books and the book that I want. So that's that's your turn. Okay, so Queens of Mist and Madness by Lisette Marshall. This is the fourth book in the Faye Isles series. It comes out in April, and she's confirmed that there are going to be, I think, three more books in the same world of in the series, but the main couple, their story will wrap up in book four, and I'm just so, I honestly, this is going to sound terrible. I think I'm most excited about this book even more than House of Flame and Shadow. 
That is phenomenal. I love that. So, but that yeah. also does not make me want to read Crescent City now. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I still love Crescent City. I just, but here's the thing you love Throne of Glass. I prefer Akatar. Like, okay, good point. I love Faye Isles because of their story, not necessarily because of like war, political intrigue. Like, it has all of that. And I think in the magic, you're going to die over the magic. I feel like you are going to die over the magic. So I just, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Like there's a lot of plot, I feel like, with Crescent City. And Faye Isles is more about like. Yeah. Okay. So my next one is Princes of Legacy. It is part of the Fourth University series by Angel Lawson and Samantha Rue. And so the first three are the lords, and then the second three are the dukes, and then these are the princes. And then we have two other trilogies that are coming out. So this is the final one in the princes trilogy um, that I'm super excited to read. I love this bully, new adult, criminal organization, reverse harem stuff they got going on. This kind of like secret society. Not, I mean, they are secret society, but like not, it's got secret society vibes, but like everybody knows who the lords are. Everybody who knows who the dukes are, you know, the courts and the print and all the things. It's just, this world is really great. My favorite are the dukes so far. Not to say that they can't change, but... I love me some dupes like Remy. Yeah. So the final book is scheduled to come out in May for the princess trilogy. Okay. So here I can't remember the exact release of the other ones I have, but the next one that I'm looking forward to, uh, and these are in no particular order either. um, But I know this one comes out in June and it's leather and lark. That's my next one too. Oh, yay! <laughs> um, so it's the next book in in this, what does she call it? I can't remember the, the name ravenous of the right now. trilogy. Ruinous, ruinous, ravenous, ravenous, ruinous. R-U-I-N-O-U-S. The ruinous love trilogy. Okay. But yeah, I'm 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 so, so excited for this series this book like to get more of Lark's story and I feel like I'm really hoping we get um oh my gosh Rowan and what's her name Sloan Sloan thank you uh I'm really hoping we get some of Sloan's backstory I'm like I hope we get like a, a flashback scene of how everything came to be for Sloan I know you don't like flashbacks um, but I feel like that's going to set the scene for like how Lark starts, how Sloan starts, and then we can move forward with hopefully Lark and Leathers. Sorry. I just okay. hope, Sorry. I just hope that it's as written as well as the first one. That's always my biggest like, thing. I feel like it will be. Fingers crossed. I hope so. Yeah. You know. We'll have to go in with low expectations and then come out very ecstatic that it was it was greatness, like everything. Like the yeah. first one, yeah. That's so, fair. So since that was our same one, I'm gonna go on to my next one after that, which is Okay. Winter Lost, the new Mercedes Thompson books by Patricia Briggs. 
my whole shelf up here is dedicated to her. That is the newest <laughs> book that is coming out. I'm super excited about. I will devour it. I'm hoping. So for those who don't know that you have the Mercedes Thompson series and then you have the Alpha and Omega series, but they are in the same universe and there is a timeline to where you could read the books. So the last one that we got in the Mercyverse universe was an Alpha and Omega book. No, that's a lie. That's a lie. I lied. So the last book we got was Soul Taken, but there are still things from the last Alpha and Omega book that we need answered. And I'm hoping that we get some kind of hints because sometimes she does throw hints in there uh, about mm-hmm. it. So we shall see. I'm, I love that world. It is a co- it's urban fantasy. It's a completely different take on shapeshifters. It follows the more traditional rules for Fae in their folklore and mythology. But being a werewolf in this series is not, what's the word? So you have to be like bitten or scratched to be able. So it's almost close to the lycanthrope. They can shift anytime they want. Okay. Right? They don't have to wait for the full moon. But shifting is very painful. It can take them from like 15 to 20 minutes to shift form. Like it's not this high. It's not glossed over in like sunshine and rainbows. Like they're like, no, this is not good. They are, you know, have tempers. They still have the pack mentality. You know, they have the hierarchy. But it was a different take on shapeshifters and werewolves that I really, really loved. And then, of course, Mercy is a coyote shapeshifter. So, well, actually, that's a lie. Ooh. She's a coyote avatar. Spoiler. We should probably put a disclaimer spoilers <laughs> in this because <laughs> you don't figure that out Seriously. until like until like book four or five. That's a lie. Oh my god, like six or seven because she calls herself a skinwalker because she's Native American and can, she can shape shift into a coyote and she doesn't have the same restrictions as the werewolves do. She can have an instant change. Um, but when she meets oh. some other some other Native Americans who are possibly part of the same tribe as her dad, they're like. Skinwalker is not the right word. You're an avatar. So uh, it's pretty cool. I love I uh, if you have not read it, I'll give you the reading order. It is greatness. I own all the books in paperback. I'm trying to collect all the hardcovers and I own them all on audio. Sounds good to me. It's phenomenal. So the next Love Light Farms book in the series, I think it comes out in April as well. I'm really excited about that. Mostly just because like I've loved all the other series nope all the other books in the series and they're just a really really good palate cleanser and I really love one of the things I was when I was talking to my friend about this book because she's spoken very highly about the series but I sent her a message and I was like one of the things I love most about BK Borison as an author is how she strings words together and it, it's I don't know it's just it's artistic is the best way I can put it like it's just like I never would have put that sentence together myself and she describes things really well the spice is is good um and they're just really really sweet love stories so and she (laughs) she has this one character he's a very very minor character he's like a 16 year old high school white kid and he's just a pompous idiot (laughs) and he shows up in like a couple of minor scenes in every book and he's so it's so funny like oh that's totally the kid I went to high school with it's just (laughs) it's so great that's cute okay so my next one again should come as no surprise to anybody 
Penelope Douglas, Five Brothers, is releasing. I was hoping it was going to be a reverse harem. I'm very sad that it's not, but I'm still excited to read it. It kind of has Credence vibes. Ooh. But it comes from the, it's from the Trice Venom 6 universe. So. Oh, that's her FF book, right? Mm-hmm. I have not read that yet. Uh, neither have I. Maybe we should read it together. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. But yeah, so I'm super excited. I look anything Penelope Douglas, let's be honest. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to preface my last two by saying both of these authors said that the book that came out this year in the series I'm going to talk about for both of them were supposed to be the last books. And they weren't. These are supposed to be the last books. So I'm really irritated by that. And I haven't read the book from for this year because I'm just going to wait until the final book comes out because I'm just that irritated with it. So that said, I am really excited about these books because I've loved the series as a whole. The first one is the fourth and final book, hopefully, um, in the Fire and Flesh series. This is the prequel series of the From Blood and Ash universe. And it's by Jennifer Ella Armentrout. And the if you don't if you do not like Blood and Ash or from Blood and Ash, read the Flesh and Fire or the Fire either the Fire and Flesh series or the Flesh and Fire series. It's so much better than from Blood and Ash. And just everything about it. The plot's better, the characters are better, just absolutely everything is better in this series. And I'm really excited to see how their story wraps. That's exciting. Okay. So my next one is book number 16 in the Guild Hunter series by Naylene Singh, Archangel's Lineage Ooh, that comes one. out. I'm super excited. I want to see where it's going to go. I I have been reading this series from its inception. So I've been like reading it. What how do you live reading it, reading live, live time, whatever. So as each book comes yeah. out, I have read it. I was not happy with the last book. So I'm hoping like I don't even think I finished the last book. That's how like unsatisfied I was with it. So I'm hoping that we That get- was sorry, go ahead. No, it's okay. It was the the resurrection. With the Archangel Alexander, I think. Mm. Pretty sure. Uh, Archangel's Resurrection. Yeah, the Archangel Alexander and Zena, Queen of the Nile. I... Okay. It's not that I don't love Archangel Alexander. I do. I just didn't care for his story at the time. And I just felt like it was a stopgap between Archangel's Light and now Archangel's Lineage. And also probably because I was really sad with the cliffhanger of Bluebell and Sparkle. Yeah. A lot of mixed feelings. Yeah. I, uh, this normally. That's the book I thought was the last one. Cause, and, I, and that's probably why too. Because I was really disappointed by where that book ended. Yeah. So again, I've followed this book from Inception. I've This is like my reread series. I reread the series at least once a year in preparation for the new book that came out. I have not read this series at all this year. That's how upset I've been about it. Because again, I'm a mood and emotional reader. So yeah, I did not reread it at all this year. So hopefully when this book comes out. Well, I mean, there's like 20 books. Yeah. 
So hopefully when this book comes out, it's supposed to be, I think, in the spring. I might reread it. I might not reread the series. I might need to read this book and then maybe reread the series after the fact. I don't know. I'm excited for it to come out because we're going back to Elena and Raphael, which I feel is like very important. Uh, yeah, this oh. one's Elena and Raphael. So, uh, okay, well, I'm excited about that book now. Yeah. I'm excited to get back to them and possibly the seven. And while I don't... Oh, the seven. I, I love, hope we get some answers with Blue Bell and Sparkle. And yeah, then. me too. Like, I'm glad that she's doing the Archangels, but I feel like the Archangels could be like a sub-series. Yeah. The, you know, a spinoff series. Yeah. I don't feel like it needs to be part of the Guild Hunter because I don't... Again, I didn't finish. I think I got half. I don't even think I got halfway through. I don't think Elena and Raphael are in that book at all. At least with so. at least with I'm the seven, when it's one of the sevens, you get glimpses of them here and there. But if you're not going to have the main yeah. character arc in the book, it needs to be a spinoff series. That's just my personal. I don't opinion. disagree with that. I'll still read it because I yeah. love her. I love everything that she puts out. She's a phenomenal urban fantasy writer. Like, but yeah, that's that's my thing. My spiel. Okay. My final one, again, it's the same preface that I had with the Fire and Flesh series, but this is Gold Finch by Raven Kennedy. It's the final book in the Plated Prisoner series. And I, the Plated Prisoner series was one of my favorite series for a couple of years. So I'm excited to see how the series pans out. I love, I just, I love the two main characters. So I don't want to spoil anything (laughs) because Misty has not read these books and I want her to read these books. So that's all I'm going to say right now, but really excited to see how Raven finishes the series. Yay. Okay, listeners, thanks for hanging out with us as we talked about our top shelf reads of 2023 and some of the books that we're looking forward to in 2024. We hope you had a phenomenal holiday and a happy new year, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Okay, readers, and where does the darkness rate with you? Thank you for joining us on the journey into the shadows of love, where dark romance stories come to light. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Bones of the Story as much as we did. If you did, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Your feedback means the world to us. And to stay updated on all things dark romance, follow us on social media. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. We'd also love to hear from you. Share your thoughts, ideas, or even your own dark romance stories with us. Drop us a line at bonesofthestory at gmail.com. Remember, our next tantalizing episode is just around the corner, so keep your hearts open and your senses sharp. Until then, embrace the darkness and let the stories continue to stir your deepest desires. This is Misty and Jen signing signing off from from Bones Bones of the Story. Story.